on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome to another hour of... Highway 89! That's right, you're listening to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Bruce Seeley, and this is a special edition of Highway 89, the annual Young Artists Highlight. This hour we'll feature musicians ages 9 through 17 from the Gifted Music School in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Gifted Music Schools received recognition and awards from the Salt Lake community as well as national attention from NPRs from the top program. The Gifted Music curriculum combines choir, solfege, theory, music history, orchestra, and master class training with instrument instruction. It's a unique program in the United States. It's comparable to programs of the same name in Russia, China, Korea, Venezuela, and Japan. The school has two divisions. There's a full scholarship program for the highly committed students selected by audition and a tuition-based preparatory music program for all students. We're going to begin the program with the Gifted Music School Chamber Orchestra. This is composed of six first violins, seven seconds, four violas, two cellos, and we have a digital harpsichord with us. We're going to hear a performance by uh, the Chamber Orchestra now of Bach's Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 3. Thank you. 
Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 3, performed by the young artists from the Gifted Music School of Salt Lake City, Utah. That was their chamber orchestra, some of those performers as young as nine. You're listening to a special young artist edition of Highway 89. I'm Bruce Seeley, and we're going to excuse the chamber orchestra musicians now to make room in the studio from some for some solo and duet performers who will be uh, taking their places here in a moment. While, while we're getting ready for that portion, I'd like to talk to the director and the founder of this uh, gifted music school, Eugene Watanabe. Welcome to the program. Hello, I'm uh, honored to be here. It's very nice to have you here. I'm going to brag on you for just a minute, if that's all right. His own uh, career began while he was a child growing up in the Salt Lake Valley. He soloed with the Utah Symphony, as a number, I know, a number of uh, these uh, musicians have done. You uh, won some prestigious piano competitions and made some headlines. And at the Curtis Institute, I hear you were the first to graduate with degrees in both piano and violin. So you've got, you know, some accomplishments there. But perhaps this one may be your best and your lasting. I'd like to ask you what you, what you have as a dream. What was it? What is it for these young musicians who come to the Gifted Music School? For me, music is always about communicating. Music um, is always about uplifting people's lives. And more than, more than anything, <clears throat> as I've gotten... Uh, older, I've uh, become completely devoted to music education as a method for changing the lives of the children and, and hence the, the future of, 
of our entire society. Uh, music teaches values, discipline. Uh, every study uh, points to the fact that kids who have had the opportunity and the fortune to uh, study music seriously um, have gone on to lead very successful lives in terms of going to college at higher rates, uh, graduating from high school from higher rates, and uh, there's some studies that even prove that they even make a better living, <laughs> whether they stay in music or not, that um, music uh, truly profoundly teaches values um, that are important to uh, rejuvenating and continuing our society. And to me, I've dedicated my entire life to music education. And um, I'm surrounded by a team of remarkable administrators, supporters, and of course, the kids. That's what keeps all of us going. Uh, and our school is growing. We have currently a faculty of close to uh, 20, 20 faculty members from all the major universities and uh, major arts organizations like the Utah Symphony. Uh, we have wonderful, wonderful faculty. And uh, our goal is to create a school that will um, uh, be unique to the United States, a serious program that will define a new standard. Well, I think you've already, you're well on the way to doing that. Now, it sounds to me like your, your goal really isn't necessarily to have all of your students go off into music, but music is a pretty broad term. I'd like to talk for just a minute about movies and maybe video games. There's music attached to those. It's different from what we're going to hear on Highway 89, but it's still a big part of our, of our life right now. Uh, what do you think about film scores and video game soundtracks? Absolutely. Music is ubiquitous. It surrounds us. Uh, you go shopping to the mall, um, you go to movies, uh, you go to Broadway shows, you turn on the TV advertisements, every uh, marketing agency knows that uh, you can't sell anything unless you have great music. Um, you go to church, of course, uh, music serves one of the most profound functions uh, in, in that field as well. And uh, music is truly a universal language that um, uh, pervades everything that we do. It's one of the central, and of course, as a musician, I'm biased, but one of the most important forms of communications um, and a record of our feelings and thoughts. And um, to that effect, um, I, our goal of our school, of course, is not necessarily to re raise professional musicians, but uh, as, as citizens, basically, that will go out and contribute to society as future leaders, uh, as future um, bankers and future doctors and lawyers and teachers. And um, our, our goal is to raise the best possible citizens for tomorrow. And um, coming back to your term to music uh, in the movies, of course, I have a great affinity for pop and uh, uh, pop and uh, current music as well. I feel that all music, whether we talk about uh, Beyonce or Lady Gaga, all is music, and they're all expressing very, very similar thoughts. I'll bite. Uh, I'll run into some argument there with uh, the examples that I just named. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. We can, we can talk a lot about music, but the best part of it, I think, is to hear it. Let's get back to some of these uh, young performers now, and, uh, and we'll talk with some of them uh, as the program goes on. But uh, right now, uh, let's listen to some Schubert, shall we? I think we have, uh, let's see, violinist Aubrey Oliverson and pianist Anastasia Megomedova, who's going to perform, they're going to perform for us the fourth movement from Schubert's Sonatina Number no. 3.
Just heard the fourth movement from Franz Schubert's Sonatina Number no. Three, performed by Aubrey Oliverson, a violinist. I guess it's all right to mention ages at this age. She's 13. Anastasia Magomedova at the piano, age 14. And you're listening to the Gifted Music School Artists of Salt Lake City, Utah, on Highway 89. Uh, we're going to hear the first of two pieces called Meditation in this program. This one perhaps a little more. Uh, well-known than the second one. Uh, we have now 13-year-old violinist Margaret Ivory. Can I call you Maggie? She says yes, okay. And uh, at the keyboard is Sana Christensen, who is 11. This is Meditation from Thais by Jules Massenet.
That is, of course, uh, Meditation from Thais, just one of the gorgeous pieces by Jules Massenet from that opera, performed by 13-year-old violinist Maggie Ivory and accompanied by 11-year-old Santa Christensen on piano there, both uh, from the Gifted Music School in Salt Lake City, appearing here on Classical 89, or rather on uh, Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. It's Highway 89, and I think we're going to talk to Maggie for just a minute. She comes to the microphone. She goes to Olympus Junior High. She likes to play tennis and the violin. You don't want to get those two things mixed up. It wouldn't make short order of your violin, wouldn't it? To <laughs> whack a tennis ball with that. So, listen, I know that a lot of people your age listen to uh, music on various devices. What's mm -hmm. on your iPod or MP3 player? Well, I guess a big chunk of it is classical music because I like classical and I play classical music. But I also like pop and rock and alternative music. Oh, good. So a balanced life is, yeah. a, is a good thing. <laughs> All right. And uh, you have some uh, favorite groups that you want to talk about? We let Mr. Watanabe talk about some of his. Um, well, I guess I have a few I can say. Uh, the script I like. Mm -hmm. And I like... Coldplay, and yeah, those are probably my favorite, too. Now, I wonder when, uh, for you to play a piece like you just did, and it's it's a challenging piece. You did a very good job, Thank by the you. way. Uh, when you're learning a new piece, do you use uh, maybe your MP3 player or something to help you learn the piece? Yeah, I, learn, I listen to it a lot, so I can kind of get the gist of it in my head, and also I like to listen to like um, multiple artists to see how they play the song and their style so I can kind of decide what I like the best. Well, it's great to hear you and to have you here on the Highway 89. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. Thanks. We're going to turn now to pianist David Horton, who's uh, one of the old men of the group, I guess. He's <laughs> all of 16. <laughs> Goes to uh, West High School where he's a student in the International Baccalaureate program. And uh, he was at the keyboard at five, I understand. Uh, started quite young. I did. Um, part of school, actually. Okay. And so it really happened at school more than at home for you to, to begin with? My parents didn't intend to teach me piano. Um, they had both been subjected to music lessons as kids and didn't enjoy it at all. And uh, there was a music program that was obligatory in, our, in my elementary school. And I just liked it so much I requested piano lessons for my fifth birthday. So I have been taking since then. So you, you started into music in spite of your parents, which is kind of the opposite for most uh, young musicians. Well, that's wonderful. I, I hear there's a, a good story about how you got your first real piano. Do you want to share some of that? When I started taking piano, we could only get an electric keyboard. And I had a, I, it wasn't a full keyboard. I don't remember how many keys, but it, I think it was somewhere around 56 or something from Costco. It was like $100. And for years and years, I had to play on that. And then uh, my great-grandmother died, and she willed her upright piano to my mom, and so we got that in our family. Uh, recently, I got a grand piano, but, uh, for, but for years I started on an electric keyboard. <laughs> well, and, and you compose now, I guess. You have uh, at least one that we're going to talk about for just a minute, and that's a composition for the left hand. Yes. A prelude in C. What inspired that? 
I'm not really certain. I was desperate to do some music while we were vacationing to Montreal this summer, and so we picked up some manuscript paper and I started writing, and it came out terribly. But there was a melody as part of it, and when I came home, it was around the time of Father's Day, and I sat down and I said, this melody would fit the left hand really well, and I wrote a piece for the left hand, and it just seemed to work. In fact, it worked so well that that's what you're going to give us tonight is music for the left hand, is that right? Yeah, not the prelude that I wrote. Not yours, <laughs> no, but maybe another day we'll hear yours. All right, well, let's do that then. Uh, uh, we'll have you come over to our grand piano here, and here's the second meditation for this program. This one is by Leopold Godofsky, and we hear it performed for us now by 16-year-old pianist David Horton, Meditation by Godofsky on Highway 89. It was Meditation by Leopold Godofsky, a piece for the left hand, played by David Horton, 
And we're going to hear a second one now, again, just for the left hand. This is Etude by Felix Blumenfeld.
Etude for the Left Hand by Felix Blumenfeld, performed for us by 16-year-old pianist David Horton here on Highway 89. Well, we visited with the founder and the director of the Gifted Music School and some of the students now... Let's talk to one of the parents. This takes uh, quite a bit of a commitment. Dr. Kelly Hubbard is a dermatologist in Logan, Utah. His wife is a pediatrician, and they have four musical children. It says here they're ages 6 to 14. Is that where they are at the moment? Uh, that's correct. Daughter Erica was uh, performing earlier with the chamber orchestra at the beginning of the program. Well, it takes quite a commitment on the part of these young musicians to accomplish what they've done, but it takes a lot of support from parents. And if you've got four... You must do a lot of driving. Can you talk about that for just a moment? We, we do a lot of driving with our family circus. Um, and it is a, seems a, to be a circus at times. But uh, we, we, living in Logan, uh, we take uh, three trips to Salt Lake a week, uh, minimum usually. Um, recently, we've uh, had to get an apartment in Salt Lake to help out and facilitate some of the logistics of driving with uh, music studies, both in Salt Lake and Logan. So uh, coming from your home to visit the Highway 89, no big deal, right? You're just used to it. No big deal. It was only the second trip to Salt Lake today. <laughs> That's wonderful. So what happens, though, when you go out of town and you need still for these things to carry on? I, I understand that that happened recently, and it, uh, it takes quite a bit of organizing. Make it work. Uh, yes, hours of organizing, but fortunately we have wonderful family support. Uh, the most recent... Uh, um, episode when we were gone required two grandmothers, a sister, uh, a housekeeper, uh, and two babysitters. <laughs> you, that's just to make you feel irreplaceable when you're here, <laughs> right? Well, with that kind of dedication, never mind what the children can do. What's your musical background? You must have some love for the music, for the art, in order to be able to commit to all this. Uh, yes, um, my wife had studied uh, flute seriously, and uh, I have a Bachelor of Music and Piano Performance. Uh, I wanted music on a professional level. Uh, I chose to make it my avocation, my love, rather than my, my work, but I wanted to have that on a uh, professional level. What impact have you seen? We heard, we heard earlier that one of the goals of the Gifted Music School is to make these people into better people using music. And uh, yours are still pretty young, but w can you see the impact already? Uh, absolutely. Uh, music really does impact all aspects of their life. Sometimes people look at serious musicians and see an imbalance or perceive an imbalance, but I think uh, I see music and serious music studies often as the key to providing balance in someone's life. Uh, even if you go back to the medieval university and the start of the Renaissance, uh, music studies were right up there next to science and mathematics as the core, uh, core studies in a well-rounded person. And when they were trying to uh, teach uh, people in all subjects in, in the true uh, Renaissance, right after communication skills of grammar and rhetoric, rhetoric uh, music was right there. Well, it's wonderful to have you here and to uh, see the kind of support that your children have. Thanks for sharing them with us here on Highway 89. Let's get back to music now, since that's what we're here for. We're going to hear uh, Camille Sanson's introduction and Rondo Capriccioso for violin and piano. And we have violinist Shanae Anderson and pianist Kana Yoshigi, both age 13. Music by Sanson's. 
Camille Sanson's introduction and Rondo Capriccioso for violin and piano. We heard violinist Chene Anderson and pianist Kana Yoshigi, both age 13 and both from the Gifted Music School. And unfortunately, should I say, that concludes another hour of Highway 89. Eugene Watanabe, thank you for coming and for uh, sharing or letting the musicians share the talents from the Gifted Music School. It's been great to have you here. It's been an honor and privilege, and um, I wanted to thank, uh, of course, Bruce and Mark back there and Jackie for a remarkable job for putting this together. It was no small feat. So uh, I, I'm grateful to, for this opportunity for us to be able to um, showcase what we have in music education here in Salt Lake City. And I'm always grateful for the service of KBYU and the incredible role they, uh, they serve for each and every one of us in, in Utah. We want to thank all of the young artists from the Gifted Music School for coming and performing on Highway 89. And of course, we want to acknowledge and thank their parents, some of whom had to leave work early, had to drive more than a couple of hours, some of them through freeway construction to be here. For more information about the Gifted Music School, visit the school's Facebook page or go to giftedmusicschool.org. Highway 89 takes you to any number of musical destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. We welcome your questions and your comments about this program. Just email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Bruce Seeley. Thanks for listening. <laughs>